Welcome to the FN Football Podcast, a show where two newbies talk football, females, feminism and other F words. And welcome to episode five of the FN Football Podcast. You're listening to... Amelia and Emmy. And this episode, we're talking about the most recent WSL games. We're also going to be talking about the player that has just signed with Chelsea. Sam Kerr. <coughs> and we're going to be talking about our experience at the Arsenal versus Tottenham game, where Amelia wore her Arsenal shirt in the Tottenham home end. Yes, I did. And I was kind of petrified. <laughs> Let's breath up. Some exciting news, guys. Emmy went to her... First women home ground game. And which one did you go to, Emmy? Interestingly enough, I went to West Ham versus Man United at West Ham Ladies home ground in Romford. May I ask, why did you choose that particular game? Well, Amelia, good question. My favourite team, Tottenham Hotspur, as I mentioned in previous episodes of the podcast, were actually playing away that weekend. So I couldn't go to their home ground. So I had a look, see what other games were going on. I was quite tempted by the Arsenal versus Bristol game, but I thought a really good competitive match would be West Ham versus Man United. And the reason why I dragged myself up and out to the very far east of London, well, Bromford, Essex, was because I made that promise in episode... Um, three? three yeah the one about stadiums that I'd go to a women's home ground game before the end of the year so yeah that was my main motivation um, and obviously I wanted to see some good football which I did and um, so you went to the, my neck of the woods yeah your hometown yep technically close to Montford so yeah yep it was the journey wasn't too bad I guess the thing with the West Town women's ground is once you get to the station you have to get a bus and once yeah, and then once you're there, it's fine. But like, yeah, like it did take a whole nearly like 90 minutes from where I live in North London. So that's why you decided to support Tottenham, I'm guessing, because it's closer to you. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons why, but also because they're an awesome team. No, I definitely want to see West Ham play because I think they've got some good players. I don't know many of the names, but that's what this podcast is about. We're going to learn the names. Yes, yes, we are a learning podcast. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good game. I'm really pleased I went. Yeah, quite a nice home ground. It was standing. I got chatting to some of the locals there. I was telling them it was my first women's home ground game. And then I was telling them that I'm a Tottenham supporter. Kind of went downhill after that. <laughs> um, but no, it was nice. It was a nice, friendly atmosphere. It was like really interesting because obviously we've only been to women's games at men's home ground in a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, just like some really enthusiastic fans there. And also just like really nice being like close to pitch and really seeing what's going on in the game. Was there no seating or was it all standing? There were some seating, but I think you had to have a season ticket to be able to sit in the seating area, like a West Ham season ticket. Okay, and that was Brush Green Stadium. Yeah, Brush Green Stadium in Romford. Yeah, I got the train from Liverpool Street um, straight to Romford. That didn't take too long, actually. Once I got to Liverpool Street and then a bus, uh, actually got an Uber because we ran a bit late, which was really annoying because we were like on our way there. Like, oh, what can happen in the first couple of minutes? Lots can happen in the first couple of minutes. In fact, two goals can be scored in the first couple of minutes, which we missed. And who, do, you, do you know who scored those goals? Uh, well, good question. I have it written down. So first of all was Hanson for Man United, scored in the first minute, in fact. And then West Ham straight back at them. 
by Veteline. Veteline? I don't know how you say that. Good guess, in, good guess. In the third minute. So um, that's a really close game. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it when we got there. And they're like, it's one all. And we're like, what? <laughs> we missed two goals. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really competitive game because, in fact, no more goals were scored until the second half when... James, Lauren James, really uh, good forward player for Man United, really young. She put one in the back of the net in the 80th minute. And we're like, oh, wow, like Man United are going to win this now. But no, West Ham, another name is really hard to pronounce. Bernosch? Bernosch? Yeah, we'll go that. Bernash, I don't know. (laughs) Katarine Bernosch um, scored for West Ham in the 83rd minute. We're like, wow, let's go in on. And then a West Ham player got sent off. (gasps) Yeah. We were actually at the end of the pitch, so we were. Um, I went and stood in the Man United end in the second half. So really, I, I heard a lot about their Barmy Army, and I really wanted to be in the atmosphere. So yeah, second half went sat with Man United. So I couldn't quite see what was going on, on the pitch, but they took ages to take a free kick, like ages. What's what's going on? And then a West Ham got player got sent off, and then Kernan for West Ham put the ball in the back of the net from that free kick. No, she didn't. Oh. So Kernan's the one who got sent off for oh, me. Oh, okay. And Sorry. So one of the reasons I've actually heard of Kernan is because she was on the um, Britain's Youngest Football Boss. Okay. So that show was on BBC Three on iPlayBBC. And it was about Jack Sullivan, who was the youngest football bar- boss in England. He was 18 at the time when he took over managing director of West Ham United Women. Wow. He's now 19, so it's his second year into it. But yeah, so they did this show on, it's just documentary on BBC Three, and it was called Britain's Youngest Football Boss. So Kim was on it because she was played for West Ham last year. Oh, that sounds really interesting. But yeah, check it out because it is really interesting. You get like behind the scenes of how everything works, then bringing in new players. You also get to know a bit more about Matt Beard, who's the manager yes. for West Ham. But anyway, going back to who actually scored the goal. Yeah, sorry about that. As we said earlier, learning podcast. So the person who actually scored... The goal from West Ham's free kick was Catherine Bernach. Bernach, yeah, yeah we'll say that. Um, we, which was amazing. Like so much happened, or and like it was a really good game to go to. Yeah, because so much happened. Like five goals, player sent off, um, a goal from a free kick, like last minute goals and things like that. So yeah, really, really good game. I really liked at the end of the game that a lot of the players were walking around the pitch talking to the fans. Really nice. I actually high-fived a menu player, but it was so dark, I had no idea who it was. <laughs> I have to admit, when I watched the replays, it was quite um, interesting because it was in light when you yeah. started watching it and it was completely dark and it was freezing. Oh my gosh, it was... How do you know it was cold? <laughs> because you told me. <laughs> yes, that was my main takeaway from the match. It was freezing. Like, why aren't, like, I don't know, like, Arctic clothing companies sponsoring football games? And do you know what? This brings me on to another thing. Like so, like we we went to which we'll talk about in a minute, and Wembley and um, the Tottenham Men's sta- um, Stadium, the mm. Men's Ground, and it's freezing in there. Why is there not heaters? Yeah, because, <laughs> good question. Why is there not a hot tub so we can sit and enjoy why, the game from a hot tub? Well, no, seriously, why are the seats not like heated? Because people like, especially at the men's game, because it's so expensive to go and watch them. These yeah. tickets, what sixty quid a game? I completely made that up, by the way. But I know. No, it's, I think that's right. They're super expensive. But you're you're right. freezing your toes off. You have yeah. to double sock you. Double sock your feet. You double sock and you double underwear. You want you double underwear? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't. This bum's not getting cold. <laughs> and another game that happened. Arsenal versus Bristol. And the score was 11-1. 
yeah, 11-1. Uh, yeah, an unbelievable game. Miedema, uh, for Arsenal, Vivian Miedema, forward player, she scored six goals. Wow. Miedema kind of reminds me of Ellen White. Yeah. Like, so Ellen White is a striker for England and she's a striker for Man City and she can just finish those goals off. Such a good finish, yeah. And always, like, coming up, like, end of the ball, like, right place, right time, bam, back of the net. And that's what Miedema did exactly in this game. Yeah, and... Good description of Ellen White. Also, must put it in there. She's the one who does the little goggly eyes. Trip ad- I'd say the TripAdvisor owl celebration when she scores. She puts the little, yeah, little TripAdvisor glasses um, on. Emmy's actually um, <laughs> doing that right now. Yeah, am. Emmy is just slightly like, concerned at me. But what? Maybe I'll finish the episode just <laughs> with these googly TripAdvisor owls on. Anyway, um, but yeah, re- really great, um, really great play from Vivian Miedemar. She's only 23. 23 yeah. she's that good I know um, I actually listened to a interview with Daniel van der Donk who also plays for Arsenal it was on like another podcast I listened to and yeah Daniel van der Donk DVD was just like she's the best striker in the world and yeah it's just yeah it's just beautiful watching her play and she's really modest yeah she's just like yeah that was me yeah yeah <laughs> good teamwork yeah it's but um, another really important thing about that game though for Arsenal was Emmy because Emmy noticed this? Yes, it was because their goal difference. So they're at the they're normally in the top three of the league, but their goal difference really um, affects what position they are in the league table. And I was saying to my friend who I went to the West Ham Man United game when he was like, "Oh, did you see the score?" And I hadn't actually seen the score by that point, and it was nine nil at the time. And I was like, "What nine nil? Well, that's going to be good for Arsenal's goal difference." And he was like, "That's really funny because that's exactly what the BBC commentator said on the sports player." And I was like, oh, I'm learning stuff. I've learned stuff. And Emmy was completely correct because Arsenal are now at top of the t- table. Thanks to their goal difference. Literally. So Man City just sitting just underneath them. But Chelsea versus um, Everton, their game was just postponed because of um, the frozen pitch. Yes. So they still need to play. So yes. So Chelsea the will yeah. change once they've had their game. There's more table changes in the future. Table change. Yo, table change. And now we need to talk about Liverpool, another game that happened at the weekend. They played against Man City and lost 1-0. Yeah, so they did really well because I thought Man City were going to, like, thrash them. Yeah, Man City are sitting second in the table and Liverpool at the very, very bottom. bottom. Yeah, haven't won a game yet. But I think this just shows that Liverpool have, like, a really strong defence and perhaps where they're weakest is up front. No, completely, because when I watched um, Liverpool play Arsenal, which, again, they lost 1-0, yeah. which I was really surprised with that because when I watched that game, I was like, oh, this is going to be a 6-0, it's going to be yeah. an easy wing, just because of where they were, yeah. Liverpool, that is. But it wasn't. And I think this is this isn't... So it isn't all doom and gloom for Liverpool, even though they are right at the bottom of the table and they haven't won a game, because I was thinking about this earlier, because their goal difference is so low, if they win, like a few, if they, if they just need to win some games, and they can come back up to the table because their goal difference is so low. Yeah, so more table changes to come. More table changes. Table change. Table change. Um, so yeah, come on, Liverpool, let's win a game. I hope they... Uh, yeah, it'd be really fun next year if like Liverpool, I don't know, come fifth. I don't know yeah, if just that's... Like, don't, they don't lose any games next year. Yeah, because yeah. we still got, yeah. Yeah, but I would like if they lost against Tottenham. And Arsenal. And another game to mention that happened at the weekend. Well, it happened on a Friday, actually. Oh, yeah, Friday night football. Uh, so that's Brighton versus Reading. And, yeah, it's quite a shame that Brighton didn't win that because they, they could have done with the points. 
Redham brought it back to 2-2 in the 95th minute. Ah, uh, can you imagine being a Brighton player? Yeah, or being a Brighton fan and just being like, oh yeah, we're like, we've got our points, we're going up. And then, yeah. And because of that draw, um, Brighton have got well, a ninth place. Mm-hmm. If they had those two extra points, they would have, I think they would have stayed maybe like ninth place actually. Oh, yeah. But they would have been closer to like West Ham. They would have been like the same as West Ham and Tottenham. Yeah. So those two points really could have helped them. Yeah, it really does make a difference. Well, Reading is sixth place, just under, just under Man U mm. with 11 points. So, um, but before we uh, move on to other topics, Emmy, we need to talk about one of the biggest games we're in and saw. The biggest game. And yes, it was the biggest game because this is a couple of weekends ago now because it was the women's football weekend where lots of big games were happening. So there was Arsenal versus Tottenham at Tottenham Men's Stadium, which we went to. There was also Liverpool versus Man City at N- Anfield. Chelsea women versus Man United. Yep. At Kings Meadow. Yeah. So like three really big games. And in fact, 70, just over 74,000 spectators went out to see football games that week, that weekend. Well, I think it was mainly the Sunday, women's football Sunday rather than weekend, I'd say. But yeah, so that was really great. And we, yeah, me and Amelia went to the Tottenham versus Arsenal game. And we mentioned in the last episode about how Amelia's now an Arsenal fan and I'm a Tottenham fan. So we're like North London rivals. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, and Amelia said that she'd wear her Arsenal shirt to the game and she did it. I did. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty terrified, actually, you, for a bit of it. You said you were mainly terrified in the area around the stadium. Yeah. So, like, even when we were going, um, getting the train to Tottenham, is it Whitehall, sorry, Whitehall Lane? Whitehall Lane. Sorry, what's Whitehall Lane? <laughs> Whitehall's, isn't that a fancy building, like, down by the Strand or something? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so White. What's it called? White Hart Lane. <laughs> White Hart Lane. It was Tottenham supporters everywhere. <laughs> I had my coat on and my Arsenal shirt was showing. This so was getting the train up there. And literally Tottenham's everywhere. And then the train um, person who stands on the platform, he looked at me and he went, he went something like, go Arsenal. Yeah. And so that was quite nice. Yeah. And then I saw another Arsenal supporter and he saw me and he smiled and like, oh God, like here we go. Like just because we're going into Tottenham territory. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. Outside, it's just I couldn't see any Arsenal supporters. So I'm not gonna lie, I did just zip up my coat. Oh no! Because I did start feeling a bit like intruder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess yeah, you just don't know how what the reaction is going to be, especially because it's a women's football game and it's like these these kind of spectator numbers are very new. But yeah, actually, I, I really liked it when we did go and sit down. That's I mean, me and Amelia sat next to each other. Amelia sat in the Tottenham end even though there was an Arsenal end. And there's actually quite a few Arsenal fans in that area. So quite a few kids with Arsenal hats and some like dads and some, yeah, people just, few people representing the Arsenal shirt. So I unzipped my jacket. I took my jacket off and I stood there with pride next to my buddy Emmy and her Tottenham (laughs) shirt. And yeah, me and Amelia got some quite nice photos because yes, we both have our own football shirts now. And actually it was quite funny when Amelia and I had our photo taken, we were like, look how far we've come. Like, yeah, we've got the podcast, we've fallen the WSL, we've got our teams, we've got our football shirts. As we said in some other episodes, this is all off the back of like really getting into sport after the World Cup. No, definitely. And Arsenal did um, beat Tottenham, but it, you know, it wasn't no surprise. I'm joking. No. <laughs> no, but Tottenham did nearly get some goals. Tottenham did like... really well in the first half, yeah. Like, I was really impressed with how they played and had some really good chances. And actually, Arsenal had quite a lot of, um, I learned this, I didn't notice at the time, but Arsenal had quite a lot of position changes in that first half. Like, they had quite a few to really get 
into the right positions, that the right formations that would really beat Tottenham. When did you learn that? <laughs> well, Amelia, <laughs> I listened to other podcasts other than our own. Oh, yes, yes. I thought she went to a fancy night school or something. <laughs> yeah. So that was really interesting. And uh, yeah, another another goal from Miedemar that game. Yes. And Kim Little, Scottish international and plays for Arsenal. Yeah, it's a shame that they lost 2-0, so I didn't really re- I think it reflected the actual game. I thought, yeah, it'd be nice if Tottenham got a goal. But yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought... Tottenham Men's Stadium was a really nice stadium. Oh, it was it was beautiful. Again, it was lacking um, heater seats, and heaters, <laughs> yeah, lacking <but>, um... hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new stadium, only opened this year, and yeah, it was just really cool to like go and see that game. And actually, I think I enjoyed that game more than the Wembley Lioness game we saw, England versus Germany. No, I agree. Actually, I thought with that that stadium, you were closer to the game. Yeah, and didn't it beat uh, the WSL record? It did beat the WSL record. So there is just under forty thousand uh, attendees at the Tottenham game, and obviously the England versus Germany game also broke a record for most people at an England women's game. That was seventy seven thousand seven hundred sixty eight. So, yeah, quite a big difference. But, yeah, it was nice being closer at the Tottenham Stadium. Also, I really like that the Tottenham Stadium had uh, the screens up as well, doing replays and things like that. They did like a big T-shirt cannon, love a T-shirt cannon at half time, And, yeah, I thought it was like a really cool atmosphere. And now some big news that's happened for Chelsea. But also the WSL. Whoop, whoop. So, I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name's Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr. So who's Sam Kerr? Who is Sam Kerr? So you might have heard of her. So if you'd watched the World Cup. I did. <laughs> did you hear about Sam Kerr then? I did hear and I did hear about her. So she's an Australian uh, football player. Really good striker. Yep. And she's 26 years old. Good facts. So yeah, so Chelsea have signed her on for since January, this January. Yeah, so she can start playing for January. Yeah, like really top striker. She plays in the Australian Women's Football Leagues. So Sam Kerr played for Perth Glory in Australia's W League and she played for them between October and April. And after she'd done that, she'd then go and play in the US for the Chicago Red Stars for the NWSL. Now the NWSL stands for the National Women's Soccer League. I don't know much about these leagues, but maybe we can touch on them. Yeah. In a few years' time. <laughs> Once we've got our head around the WSL, we no, can no. move on. No, no, exactly. So she played those leagues back-to-back. So that just shows her commitment to the sport. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. So it's just like football all year round. Yeah, and supposedly I, it wasn't just Chelsea who wanted her. There was quite a lot of the European um, football clubs wanted her, so like Lyon and Real, um, Real Madrid. Yeah. So, But yeah, she chose Chelsea. Nice. I got this quote from The Guardian that Kerr said, the WSL is the best league in the world. Ah. So that's why she wanted to come here and play. Also, the another reason why it's such a, um, a big sign for the WSL and for Chelsea is because, well, it's been speculated that it cost $1 million to get Sam Kerr. Really? No, $1 yeah. Million, yeah, I think I... $1 million, what, Australian dollars? I believe, I'm guessing, yeah, it has to be Australian dollars. Yeah. But what I found interesting, so every time I um, read an article about Sam Kerr, it kept saying this word transfer. Yes. Transfer, transfer, transfer. And I was like... Oh, I don't understand what a transfer is. So I've gone away and I'm not going to lie, it wasn't actually that easy to find out what it meant in women's football. Okay. Everyone, men's football, I mean, really, really detailed about agents and all this type of um, lingo. But when it came to the women's side, um, there wasn't that much. So I'm guessing it's the same as men's, but there's different rules and restrictions. Okay. So you're going to tell us about transfers then? 
Very basically. Great. So this is what we need basic. <laughs> so this is what I, I need basic. So basically a transfer is whenever a player under contract moves between clubs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So transfers can only happen between a transfer window. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's usually before um, the league starts, so in the summer and also in the winter. So now this is when the transfer is happening uh, and this is how Sam is open. Yeah, so the window I think is open. I'm not sure exactly the dates because, again, it's very hard to find this out. Okay. So yeah, so basically it's when a player is in a club and another club wants them, basically. So does Chelsea play in her other club? Are they paying? paying That's a good question. So sometimes when a transfer happens, there is a compensation fee for the club to pay the other club to take that player. In this case, that's where that mid one million dollars could be. So they could be, I think, I'm believing they've paid um, so um, Sam Kerr's other club one million dollars to get her. So that's why it's quite big because when you think about the salaries and it's what women get in um, football, it's not it's not in anywhere compared in comparison to men's football. No. So a million dollars is massive. That's huge. Yeah, and also like comparing some of the top players in the WSL to some of the players in the bottom teams of the WSL you've got like big names like Sam Kerr and I'm sure like big players like Steph ha- Seth Horton and Jill Scott and probably on like way more money maybe for like sponsorships and that is helping but are going to be on way more money than some of the players in the teams that are lowered in the league no definitely and I think that we really interesting we can do a bit of research on that again I don't know how much is open to the public yeah that's true yeah um, because like I say this um with Sam Kerr everywhere it says transfer but I haven't really been able to find like an actual figure, just been speculation, so it's been $1 million. Yeah. Though when I was looking at transfers, I also looked a bit about a loan. And loans. How does how do loans work? How are they different to transfers? So this is what I think on loans is what I've learned. Again, it's just very basic. So a loan is basically when a club just loans a player to another club. Okay. Um, so the original club still owns that player. I see. But it's usually quite good for, um, for the parent club because... When their player is on loan, they're developing. And yeah. also it's good for a player because they might be on the bench at their original club quite a lot. Yeah. So if they go to maybe a league below, they're getting off the bench to get more game time. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know if it happens in women's football that much. Oh, okay. um, I did some research and I couldn't find anything. But oh, again, okay. my searches were pretty much women's footballers who are on loan and nothing comes up. Okay. Well, if any listeners out there know of any women footballers who are on loan, perhaps they can tweet us. And yeah, that would be really great for us to learn. Yes, please. Yeah. So uh, Twitter is at F underscore in underscore football. Boom, boom, boom. So thanks, Amelia. That's really interesting. Learned some really cool things about transfers and loans and some and some things about Sam Kerr. Looking forward to seeing her play next year. Actually, we're going to go to the Arsenal-Chelsea game, aren't we, on the 19th of January. And we may even have a special guest with us. So we won't say any more about that until next year. That's it for this episode. I think it's time we F off. And go and eat some mince pies. Mince pies. And one more thing, because this weekend, me and Amelia are going to the Red Lioness pub in Moorgate to watch a football game. Chelsea women versus Man City women. Yeah, so it's a Red Lioness pub, which is a women's football themed pub. It's really cool. Me and Amelia went there before we went to the Lioness game at Wembley. We took quite a few photos, put them on our Instagram and Twitter, so go and check them out. Yeah, so basically... Full of like memorabilia, like photos of like famous women footballers, some shirts, uh, lots of like Steph Horton and Lucy Bronze around. Really cool. And yeah, they're showing some um, of the football games because it's a, a BT sports 
sponsored pub. So yeah, so we're going to watch that game on Sunday the 8th of December. Yep. Uh, kickoff's quite early, which we didn't realise. 12pm. 12 12pm. 12pm. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, so we'll get to the pub at 11.30. Feel free to, yeah, come say hi and uh, watch the game with us. We've got a few of the girls we play football with come in. If they're not too hungover. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, um, me and Amelia really want to do some more of these kind of like meetup events. Um, so, yeah, watch this space in the new year. Yeah, watch this space and we're going to F off. F off. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, Emmy wants to say one more last thing before we go. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at F underscore in underscore football. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars and leave a comment. A and nice comment. A nice comment, please. <laughs> it really helps people find us. Thank you. Oh, there's a bit of booing. I don't think Emmy does, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> There's just a tackle between, obviously, between Arsenal and Tottenham just there.